Hey everybody, it's been a couple of weeks. Welcome back to Forbidden Cinema. Hello. I'm Zach. I'm Jenny. And it's lightning round. I was actually exactly thinking that as we hadn't come up with something to say and right on it. Do you want to try to do a lightning sound effect and see if yours is better than mine? No. Mine wasn't that great. No, I don't have a lightning. Okay. No. <laughs> You're not a sound effects comedian? The, the, no, no, not. Is it Michael Winslow? Is that his name? I think so. Okay. Yes. You could do like a lightning. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So we're back, guys. Back from Mexico. Had a blast. On assignment, as it will say. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Okie doke. (laughs) And um, so we were thinking about movies and we were watching one of our favorites and thinking that there are a lot of movies that I think we've seen too many times too recently to really get a fresh eye on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're those movies that, you know, you love them. And I'm not even sure some of them, the origin. Like, I know I watched them as a kid, and they may kind of fall a little under the kind of, what were they thinking? But And now at this point, um, you know, anytime it's on, you're just going to stop wherever you are and watch it you know, till it's over. Um, so that, there's definitely a couple of those. Yeah. So these are movies that fit into the forbidden theme, but we've watched them so many times that it's just, you know, there's something about that rediscovery of these older movies we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And it, what's fun is, you know, watching them, you, you, you can't ever rewatch them for that first time. But I definitely think that there's something like, wait a minute. I, did. <laughs> I definitely didn't catch that when I was nine. So we've each uh, each we've picked together four movies. We're going to try to limit ourselves to ten minutes, see what happens, and then we each have a special uh, secret movie from each other <laughs> that we haven't taken notes on. So we'll see what how that works out. All right. Well, you want to take it? Um, I think we're going to start with Ghostbusters. All right. So that's that's my first pick. It is definitely a movie that, like I said, if it is on TV, I'm going to stop and watch. Um, really, probably any of the the Ghostbusters is is probably one of those. But the original, the OG, the you know the I, Ivan Reitman, um, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Bill Murray, and um, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Storm in this yes, movie. Yes, yes. Um, just killing it. And um, why am I drawing a complete blank on Winston? Um, oh, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, yes, Ernie Hudson. Because he's Winston. I'm sorry. He just win- Yeah, I mean, Winston. Winston. But, which is from part two. But so, I mean, I think even with this one, this this was a movie, because my parents love, like, kind of that era of Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. even though it was one, I think, it watching Ghostbusters, because it came out in 1984, um, so I was three, and my little sister um, ha- was born that year, too, so two kids, I think it was probably the, one of the last-ditch efforts of my parents to continue to watch things that they like. Gotcha, <laughs> You gotcha. know, um, they're, that they're actually, you know, watching comedians, watching, so... It was something that we watched. I know it definitely got some of the like, you know, turn off or don't watch these parts um, or uh, rhetoric uh, that some of the other things did. But I really feel like it carved out and really was pivotal in just kind of the way that I interact with things in general. <laughs> and I think that's part of the part of the, some of the things like, OK, so this one, I mean, first of all, you've got just... Bill Murray being the Bill Murrayest Bill Murray. Um, Bill Murray's pauses in this movie where he's not because he's so sure of himself so much of this movie. Yes. But those scenes where he's like, huh, or 
well, I think so. Or you know, <laughs> those moments where he questions himself are some of the best comedic timing things I've ever seen. Oh, the comedy in this. I mean, so I think like just, you know, love of, of comedy and kind of the type of comedy this was important to Um you know, the Dana Barrett, um, Sigourney Weaver, just bold and confident and sexy and her penthouse suite, which, you know, as we watch now as an adult, like there's no way as a cellist uh, for <laughs> the symphony Corner she'd be able penthouse, to, no. and Spook Central, that she'd be able to afford this. So little things like that, definitely. But, you know, I thought she was just because, you know, I'm a brunette and like you just didn't see, I mean, actually... That might be a through line of some some, movie, some of like, the movies that you love, but like strong, powerful brunettes, and just you know <laughs> defining like how it was, what it is to be confident. And then you know, as things got weird, things got kind of weirdly sexy, and there were some probably some strange questions I had <laughs> about all of that too. This movie, I first came downstairs while my parents were watching this movie, and it was of course right the scene where Dana is about to get attacked by her chair. Right, which groped really too. Ugh. I mean, there, there's definitely some like, oh, like, oh, that's there's a lot of hands going to a lot of places. <laughs> but she gets sucked into the closet, mm-hmm. and the next thing we know, the you know the uh, next dog is chasing after Lewis. Which I mean, come on, man, can we get more Rick Moranis in our lives? Oh man, my childhood, I felt I felt childhood was like full of Rick Moranis. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know he's getting chased down the and then the tavern on the green. That's why it's still on my bucket list. <laughs> the tavern on the green, the big restaurant where they're at. It's completely you can't find the door. <laughs> let me in, let me in. And you're just like <laughs> squeaky sounds sliding down the glass. Like and it's thinking so of good. the house that we were in, I must have been five or six, mm-hmm. and. So they were probably watching it on HBO during its first probably. release. Yeah. And because I don't think we were going to video stores yet. So this must have been just on I mean, it HBO. Was just early, early VCRs. Well, yeah, we had a VCR. But yeah, both I don't of think our we were, dads were like early adopters. But we VCRs. weren't renting movies yet. We were taping movies off HBO. I don't even know if there were video stores though. Might were not there? have been in 85, I don't even know. 86. Um, well, I mean, there probably were, but you probably just bought porn, you know. So. <laughs> Maybe so. I don't. I don't know. But uh, and I just remember going back upstairs. And like, nope, <laughs> like, this is not for me. I mean, it just starts like the music is spooky. Mm-hmm. They, it's the perfect balance. I mean, spooky music. You've got ghosts. You've got you know humor, romance. Um, you know, just all this like sciency stuff. I mean, and it just it's never too heavy, too long. Right. And and I think that that's, that's a big piece. It, it moves. I mean, the state of Marshmallow Man. I mean, I really feel like I mean, we, we joke about this all the time, you know, about our relationship and just kind of, I, I think, you know, we're, we're quippy people. We are drawn to movies with quippy couples. And, you know, you frequently say this about yourself that, uh, that I'm not, I'm, I'm, not like a doctor. I'm more like a game show host. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely Data Barrett. She's like, you definitely, yeah, don't seem like a scientist. Much more like a game show host. Um, but even though he's kind of like swarmy, he's not. Um, it just, I think everyone's portrayal in this, I mean, Annie Potts just oh, killing Annie Potts it. Oh, working it. Working oh, my it. gosh. Oh, my gosh. And just her endless flirting that's like hitting the brick wall that is Harold Ramis. I think we were together before I noticed when, you know, 
him coming out from under her desk. I don't think I noticed that until we were adults watching this movie. I mean, and this was the first movie we watched, like, kind of as we, ah, we didn't to- get through the whole thing. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, this is this has got some pivotal, like, important moments, like, timestamps um, on, on all of this. I mean, it was a litmus test. Like, you know, are we both into this movie it's I mean, kind of this important. was one of those on the couch and the uh the dvd menu is playing <laughs> at some point it's like is someone gonna turn that off dvd menus oh wow but- sorry if that's bringing things away <laughs> i mean i do know i think after how to build a sex room we're we're, we're put it all out there i mean yeah definitely they can pinpoint that as the shift in this podcast. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, we listened to the early episodes. I really feel like they're a lot more uh, open. <laughs> right. But I think I got into this really because, well, first of all, the blue lights. It was an all-policeman band that used to play in my elementary school gym. <laughs> and we'd like, oh, everybody get into the gym and, and go watch the blue lights play. And they would play Ghostbusters. And, you know, of course, written by the great Huey Lewis. I still I still don't I think the important part of that song is not that riff is not the no no nobody cares about the little piece that he's saying is the piece that he wrote yeah that was yeah I get it I mean it was huge and he wanted a piece of it but I mean he already had a piece of back to the future or was going to have a piece of back to the future but the Saturday morning cartoon series, oh, The Real oh, Ghostbusters. Oh, yes. I watched that all the time. Or was it, was it, it might have even been Slimer and The Real Ghostbusters. It might have been. The hair in that <laughs> show is crazy. Everybody had this huge bouffant, like curly cue, Johnny Depp and, and uh, Crybaby type hair. Of course, I had the Egon Spengler action figure. Of course. <laughs> of course. I, you very much, which is funny because I, that's really all I knew Harold Ramis for for a long time. And so he's so not that character be captures that kind of character so well, but just not really even realizing that's not really his style of comedy all the time. Um, was definitely we, when we were watching it the other day. So one thing we, we actually, we actually selected it and pressed play on it probably for the first time in 15 years without it just coming on. Um, the beginning. But it's always on. So we're fine. You know, you right. I mean, to watch yeah. it three times a you week. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, when, when it starts, being off, we may have to actually purchase it in some sort of way so we can make sure. But um, watching at the beginning when Bill Murray is going through the little ESP test, you know, he's got this beautiful blonde co-ed, which I don't think is really the thing to say anymore. But <laughs> and then this, you know, they're got they're both being paid to to test this notion of basically will negative reinforcement um, spur uh, an you know, ESP or hone ESP talent or abilities. And if you realize it actually, he's, he's proving his own experiment with the guy. Like every he, time the guy gets shocked, he gets closer he gets and closer, closer. And, and better. And then on the nose with his ESP calling ability, but he's only really using it to, uh, he, to get with, get with the girl and like flirt with the girl. And, you know, it's like, he, he is like a terrible scientist. You're a poor scientist. <laughs> He's on to something, something that was actually provable. It's like, I don't care. I mean, even the, the second one, it's the same thing. You know, the it's going to end on Valentine's Day. Like, I think right. the world's going to end on the stroke of midnight this year. <laughs> they both kind of start with something more accurate than what you're expecting happening. Yes, exactly. And he's like, ah, tell me more about this, this Ramada Inn and this alien. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, love it. So we may have to figure out if we can post. We have made some pilgrimages, guys. I mean, oh yeah, I got some pretty awesome pictures of us in front of Hook and Ladder Eight. Mm-hmm, or in New York City. Which is right by the Roxy where we stay when we go to New York. Guys, if you're good in New York, that's the place to stay. There is no super cooler fun. hotel. Super, super fun. Um, Well, what's our, where's our time at? Uh, what are we at here? We got three seconds. All right, on it. the ghost blowjob. I, well, I guess so. Table it. <laughs> or we can I'm, edit it out just like my mother did. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's one of those things. My parents left it in, but they like, didn't talk about it. Or like, I'm sure he doesn't know what's happening there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to go to the movie that I picked, Die Hard. Yes. So let's get the timer going. Face ID doesn't work when you have a microphone in your face. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jenny actually just got a new phone. It has Face ID for the first time ever. Yeah, I don't love it. Not Sorry. a fan. It's too annoying. So Die Hard. Die Hard was on a tape. It was Dad's movies. Did he have like a place for them? No, 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 no. It was just, but it was obviously like one that wasn't for us. Got it. And it was that, and it was Animal House, and I don't remember what else was on that tape. Maybe like it was- Stripes? It might have been Stripes, yeah. And I just remember one time it being on, but it wasn't Die Hard. It was Animal House, and it was the scene with the horse and the gun, and I just, oh, assumed, no. I just assumed that's Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you're watching Die Hard for the first time, like, where's the horse and the gun? <laughs> the first time I did watch Die Hard, I was like, wait a minute. I think I might have actually saw Animal House on my college television mm-hmm. on the weekend. I was like, this isn't Die Hard? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I wonder what this diehard's all about. <laughs> and like, wait a minute, this is great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Die Hard. I mean, we've made Die Hard an annual thing. We watch it, you know, longstanding debate, which has been proven. It is tech it is a Christmas movie. It happens on Christmas, and it's not so much that it happens on Christmas, it's that everybody's humming Christmas carols There's Christmas the carols. whole time. I mean, the writer whoever director whatever has said yes that intended to be a christmas movie and we we watch it while we're wrapping presents it's part (laughs) of our routine now so we watch it all the time um i don't know when i saw this movie for the first time oh i can absolutely tell i was in college i remember my senior year of college and i had maybe because die hard with a vengeance had already come out so maybe I knew, maybe I had an inkling that there was something wrong with my Die Hard association. Got it. That came out when I was a teenager. So I, I probably had some ideas, but I had no idea how awesome this movie was. It was so awesome. I love it. And I just don't know what else to say. It is. It's amazing. What's funny is, so I've, I think I've said this before, for all the editing, for all the whatever, my mom has this like secret slash you know her guilty pleasure are like shoot them up action movies like this and she loves die hard i mean your mom makes vroom vroom sounds when she's driving she's an action junkie she just is not willing to admit it she lives her life a quarter mile at a time she (laughs) (laughs) i don't think she's watched any fast and furious oh my goodness we need to get them into that (laughs) but so die hard was one like she would watch you know um that was part of her thing i'm trying to think what else like oh all the lethal weapons all the Lethal Weapon movies were part of her repartee of like I don't know things if that she. Lethal Weapons on our list, but that should definitely go on our list. It really probably should. Yeah, I, I don't know either if I've seen. I think we've watched one. It wasn't like the first one. We've watched thirty-five minutes of part two. I think something like that. I don't know that I've watched 
I might have seen the original one, like when I could first had a blockbuster card. And <laughs> <laughs> part three might have been on, on a, when I was in college on one of those college weekends. Right. Definitely. I mean, of course, we all know like the I'm too old for this shit. And, right. you know, and he's like our age when he's saying that. I think you're older than he I is right now. Is. OK. Happy birthday, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't think I have any reason to even had known who Bruce Willis was. Bruce Willis. Oh, sorry. You, we, we have to find that clip instead. Yes. Um, that's a uh, a Japanese Bruce Willis impersonator on some TV show. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of any movie. I remember Moonlighting. Hmm. I, I don't know why. We were actually, I feel like my parents were watching Moonlighting while we were waiting staying up late to go out and watch Haley's Comet. Oh my goodness. That's like in my brain somewhere. I don't remember anything I about fell asleep. it. I fell asleep that night. I just have like word associations of like moonlighting as a word, as a concept and maybe seeing Bruce Willis. Um, I did have a little bit of a kind of, I was I was not able to properly express myself when, I mean, because what would that have been like eight or so <laughs> when Haley's Comet came around the We last still time? lived in Miami. So. Okay, so. I would have been four or five, so it was earlier than that. So like, all right, guys, you realize I'm kind of a nerd, right? Like, I'm probably going to be a science adjacent, whatever. I'm, I'm going to be a STEM kid, okay? Like that's, that's a thing. <laughs> this thing isn't coming around for another 75 years, and we're not going to be able to see it. And like, I know you're like, oh, he fell asleep. He's sleepy. This is once in a lifetime celestial phenomenon. Like, like wake, wake him up. the kid up. Yeah, wake him up. I, I don't feel like I did. I, I was. Like I said, four, five, max. I don't really think I knew how to look through a telescope right. I remember looking like seeing my eyelashes. <laughs> and like, I feel like it was like a Rachel moment of like faking a sonogram. Right. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I see it. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, I still think we had a huge eclipse in our area a few years ago. And several people we knew had like a cloud in front of it. <laughs> I kind of feel like that Haley's Comet is my, the cloud of my life. I'm sorry. Well, we'll unfortunately. You're it'll be too far to see. Too if, if 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 we make it to our 80s, it'll be too far away to see without like sophisticated telescopes. That was the last time, the last chance that humans had to really observe it. Sorry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just fisted the sky, shaking it. Sorry, we have gone off the rails from Die Hard. It's a Die Hard. I mean, it's just everything about it's amazing. I mean, you've got. Uh, the Twinkie joke at the beginning, a little cheap. A little cheap, but I mean, it's just quippy. Same thing. Anything that's got some quippiness, you know, the violence is the violence is a lot. But we we are introduced pretty much to Alan Rickman. Woo! I mean, R.I.P. Like a fantastic villain, um, while also still kind of being sexy. Oh, he's very good looking in this, and he's, you know, have we talked about that? The shot. Where he's kind of falling at the end. I think so. And, you know, he didn't do the long fall. That was a stunt man. Right. But there is the close up on his face, and they kind of had him hooked and pulled him. Right. And they pulled on two to get that look on his face. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. On three, like one, two. (laughs) It worked. Yes. That look is great. It worked. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Um, And then, of course, we've got uh, Carl Winslow. Yes, yes. He, I, I don't think there is a better, I don't know, the buddy cop, it's not a buddy, like, it, it, 
it it's transcends. sort of a buddy cop. It becomes kind of buddy cop. It's like, I mean, because I forget what he even calls him. He's he called him pal. Pal. Pal the whole, like the whole time. Um, yeah. So we've got this, these cops working together, like trying the in, inside man. You've got, you got all the elements of suspense. You've got a broken relationship. Will they, won't they kind of happening. Right. This would um, never work today because you've got the gung-ho cop who breaks all the rules and he's the hero. And then you've got the gung-ho cops that break all the rules but don't get results and they're the bad guys. It's kind of – and William Atherton's back. Oh, what's right. Through line. <laughs> yeah, we've got – so William Atherton in Ghostbusters is the EPA guy, which like does – Walter I, Peck. Yeah. That name. I think there's a line in the book uh, Fight Club where – uh, he's talking about Marla. It's like if I had a tumor, I would name it Marla. It's like that sore <laughs> in your mouth that, would, that won't heal. You keep tugging it. I think is what he says. <laughs> oh man! I think Walter Peck has that association to that me. That is a great character name, and yeah, he just everybody hates him. Doesn't didn't doesn't William Afterton say like people come up and like kids like, like, used like to kid, kick him? Like kids would kick him <laughs> like at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> he like finally had to shave his beard. <laughs> Some people would stop yelling at him. So I mean, he's someone who thinks he's he wants to get a name for himself. He also kind of just wants to stick it to Bill Murray because you know Bill Murray's being Bill Murray and disrespecting him. But he also kind of thinks he's doing the right thing, and it's kind of that way too. Here, he's a reporter, and he wants to get the inside scoop. He wants to like report, and he thinks he's kind of like doing the right thing by sharing information. Um, but of course, he just like blows everything up and screws everything up by like reporting too soon or saying something to whatever. I don't know. It's very like a classic reporter in a hostage situation. They, they always <laughs> fuck it up. But oh, man. And the bare feet and glass scene. Oh, Ooh, I don't. That is so visceral. I think about that all the time. I mean, yeah, like just. Uh, I mean, that is the guys that were making saw were watching this and thinking like hmm oh man know. yes i mean and of course like you know the i've got a machine gun now ho ho ho, ho, ho. ho. <laughs> and then you've just got like henchmen going ballistic the german henchmen like losing it because their brothers are shot didn't we decide he was like he defected at a different time but he was like one of Barishnikov's bitter rival rivals yes. in ballet in Russia or yes. whatever. Yes, I, I kind of think what we the, the, literally, guys, these are the kind of conversations that we just have. We were talking about, I think, trying to connect him as a dancer and then his character through to other action movies, like create the through line of this. Uh, I guess that the same is he playing the same character? Right. All like, is the time? he actually like he got danced out of Russia by Barishnikov, so now he's a terrorist? <laughs> <laughs> Nagatomi. Right. He's like, gotta, gotta, you gotta make gotta it, work. You gotta make money. Gotta you know? work. You know, he's, he's Get quick. Get that paper. Uh. I was gonna say, he's quick on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's time on Die Hard. All right. Well, I'm calling it Audible. Okay. Um, I was gonna be talking about Jaws, which 100% sit down. I mean, you have notes on Jaws. Yes. Which we'll, we'll half and half this. Okay. Um, I just didn't really have like, a lot to say, but maybe that's fine. Go ahead and start your timer. All right. Well, we'll, 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 uh, the gentleman will, or, or the, the lady will uh, relinquish her remaining time <laughs> if we get through Jaws too fast. Okay. I, I, I will for sure. I mean, I love Jaws. Jaws is another one of those I will sit down at any moment. It was one that, again, my parents would watch, but I probably only saw, I don't know, 
30 minutes of it all said and done with all the different parts that I wasn't allowed to watch with, you know, Quinn, Quinn's dying scene, the head scene, the, all the different scenes of like gore that, um, but I mean, obviously the, the, the drinking sharing scars moment is just, I think it's one of the best scenes of drama ever. It's one of the best monologues. In fact, I just had that thought. Like, if we ever needed to audition for something, like, you need to do this monologue. Like, (laughs) I can't believe people don't talk about, like... Should we both prepare a monologue? (laughs) Because I think... I want to do Buffy Summers monologue from the fir- the last episode of the first season, and I'll of- do Quinn's monologue <laughs> of being on the USS Indianapolis. Does it say if it's going to hurt in your book? <laughs> Tell me my future. Tell me my fortune. <laughs> we were dropping the bomb. <laughs> I'll never wear a life vest again. Oh man, we might the sharks. Uh, we might have to just do like a one of the one of those Instagram things that go away, um, like they go away a, forever. A story. a story. Yeah, we might have to do one of those of our monologues. <laughs> their black eyes just roll in the back of their heads. <laughs> <laughs> so I first saw Jaws four <laughs> at Myrtle okay. Beach. Oh, wow. At a motel. Ocean adjacent. Right. Exactly. With my parents, my sister, me, and my aunt and uncle all in one, like, two queen motel room watching on the little TV uh, with free HBO. Were you guys all staying in that room? No, 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 no. But we were just watching TV just the ha- It was the hangout room? Yes, yes. Because all the adults got to stay up and watch Beverly Hills Cop after Jaws 4 was over and me and my sister had to go and go to sleep. So... Um, Beverly Hills Cop is going on our list because I've still never seen it. I've only seen little pieces of it. My dad always, so I I danced as a kid. Uh, my dad always wanted me to like do my final se- uh, senior dance to um, the the what what is it called? Fully, fully something, whatever that that theme. That song. synthesizer theme. The, yeah, okay. exactly. Um, oh, I guess it's called Axel Foley. Actually, it's just the character's name. Um, so four, isn't that the one with Mike, Mike O'Kane? Mike O'Kane, yes. I think he says that he's never seen the film. He's been assured it's quite awful, but he's seen the house that he bought with the um, with the paycheck, and it's quite <laughs> lovely. Uh, you <laughs> he know. did miss getting his first Oscar because he was away filming that. What was the Oscar for, Alfie? Or No, it was later than that. Alfie was the 70s, maybe even the 60s. I mean, but four wasn't that – the four was still, what, still early 80s, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. Four was late 80s. Late 80s? Yeah. Yeah. Seems sad that that's still going on. I love the fact that, though, isn't it for that they think the shark, the shark is it's vengeance? Oh, yeah. It's chasing her like down to the Caribbean from whatever, from Martha's Vineyard or whatever. Which I think is kind of interesting that so, um, crap, what's her name? Um, The the wife's name. What's her name? Ellen Brody, the character. Ellen, yeah. Um, Ellen. And. (laughs) How Ellen becomes the main character kind of towards the end when she was kind of supposed to be more of a main character in the actual – she is in the book, like much more of a bigger character in the book than she is in the movie. Yeah, the book definitely is more problematic than the movie. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. I started listening to it on a plane. Mm. I, I haven't revisited it, but – When she and Richard Dreyfus's character are kind of meeting up for their affair and she kind of – or he asks her like, well, so like – 
what do you think is what's dirty about you or whatever? It's like nothing much. It's like just the standard rape fantasy. And like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I bet he's black. Like, what is happening? What? Like, what are we reading? Peter <laughs> Benchley. <laughs> no, no, Peter Benchley. Yeah, that is not tisk tisk. No, no standard rape fantasy. Bad. I hand I smack eye contact. But Hooper does keep on getting shot. He's like tied to Jaws and after he's been eaten in half or whatever. And Brody keeps on shooting, trying to hit the shark and keeps on just hitting him. Oh, no. <laughs> he's like, swear he's not doing it on purpose. But He's like, no, no. He's like internal monologue. I swear I'm not trying to do it on purpose. But. Sure, sure. I mean, I do. I, I love Jaws. I love everything about it. Um, I think that... I mean, first of all, Roy Schneider's tan is just out of control. It's a PG movie. It's full of blood and gore and body parts. It opens with skinny dipping. It is. It is PG. It is. It is what forbidden cinema is all about. It really is. It is. It's. It's way more. That one scene elevates it so much beyond just the pulpiness that it is. I mean, because it's just fun. It's a fun. Mm. The first time I actually watched it all by myself. I was babysitting and I'd put the I, I was babysitting twins and I'd put them to bed and I was just like in the living room watching it by myself for the first time. So probably like 15 or 16, maybe because I drove there myself. Um, and yeah, so the first time I'm seeing all of it and I'm just in a dark house by myself and, you know, it's just I mean, I was scared was to go scary. in the swimming pool after this movie. Of course. But just that opening scene, though, with the, you know, the it's so visceral and so loud when she's getting drug around. And then just the dong, dong, dong of the buoy. Oh, I mean. still water. I mean, I know uh, the, the documentary of of the making of Jaws is a phenomenal. Oh, yeah. It was a nightmare. Like, never film on open water. Things move. So you set up a shot and the camera moved of of course um yeah like that's the way everything moves the way water works yeah um tides you know runs the world like everybody thinks it's girls but it's kind of probably tides um but just even talking about filming her like they just tied a freaking rope around her and like had somebody below her just like Pull across, pull across. I mean, she, I think she probably was. She was probably as terrified as if she'd been actually been eating. She probably almost drowned. I mean, really, truly. Yeah, I used to draw Jaws comic books when I was in like really? third grade. Yes, that's adorable. So, like, what was what was the continuation of the story for you? No, it was just the story, like just the mo- oh, okay, just, just just redoing it, but an in, adaptation in comic book, yeah, comic book adaptation by Zach. <laughs> love it. I love it. That's adorable. What else do you have on Jaws? Um, I think that's kind of it. I don't hate Jaws 3. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any sequels. I haven't seen it since sequels. I was like seven, so I, it, I might, it might be terrible. I haven't seen any sequels. I mean, I do now in watching it. I feel a lot of angst for Roy Schreider and like him having to like make decisions about like political decisions and there's like all the adultness that comes along with that of like oh do we keep the beaches open but i know that it's dangerous and <laughs> i do know that the lady so you know one of the the kids are killed um like early on and the lady who's the mom like comes out like she's like in full 60s like jackie o hat and just all in black and just slaps him across the face um and randomly, the actor who played the son and the actress or the actor who played the mom ran into each other at a diner where they like had 
it was a Jaws themed diner. It was there, and like they like ran into each other like thirty years later or something. Just happened to be there. I feel like I was watching like How to Get Made, and they were talking about that. Uh, some yeah, something I've I've seen that as well. Yeah, it's, it's like they had like a drink or a sandwich or something like <laughs> named after after the character. I, I don't know, but all right, yeah. well, we got a few minutes, babe. Call your audible. Um, Indiana Jones, the original Indiana Jones. I was just thinking... Oh, Raiders that, of the Lost Ark? Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, stay tuned for next week, guys, but spoiler right, alert. Right, because we're going to watch we're gonna watch Temple of Doom, which I haven't watched. But I think that, like, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, just so much same thing. Like, I was obsessed with archaeology for a long time. Um, it was just... It was super sexy. I mean, Harrison Ford as Han Solo and as Indiana Jones, like... Kind of hard to beat in the list of like what I thought like romance and like I like rogues apparently <laughs> um, or did as a child, which is strange. I don't understand, but there's a lot of weirdness wrapped up in that. And of course, another um, strong uh, female brunette character in Miriam. Very problematic when we go back and we think about how their relationship blossomed, but just. The occult, Nazis, I mean, all of these things that we just gloss right over. It's just like, oh, yeah, fun, haha, like adventure movie. Like, like ooh, like, Harrison Ford's punching another guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, haha, he just pulled out a gun and shot that guy because he <laughs> actually had a stomach bug and didn't want to do the fight scene. <laughs> but Raiders of the Lost Ark, why did nobody ever told me, tell me you could rent older movies? I'm still confused by that. Oh, it, like when you went to the video store? It never crossed my mind that I could rent a movie that didn't come out three weeks ago. No, it just, I was almost an adult before I realized, I guess maybe when I was 15 or so, when I realized, oh, like there's a Japanimation section, which was what we used to call anime back in the day. Right. Or like a science fiction section, a horror section. Like, oh, there's older movies here? Because I did not see Raiders of the Lost Ark until well after I'd seen both of the other two. I had at least three, like, booking a record, booking a tape, and, like, making of books, but I had not seen the movie yet. See, it was an early one for me, too. In fact, I think it was the first movie as an infant I was in the movie theater for. Oh, wow. Um, I think that that's correct. Actually, no, I'm wrong. Um, It was The Jazz Singer, and then it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. So my parents were still going to movies. Um, They were those people. I don't know if I was cried during movies. I don't know. But it was a huge part. We never rented those movies because my dad had taped them off of somewhere and we had them. So we had a few. We had Empire Strikes Back, but we didn't have Star Wars New Hope. We had Return of the Jedi. We had Last Crusade. We had Temple of Doom, but we didn't have uh, we didn't have Raiders of the Lost Ark. So we had just weird things. We had what was available because we didn't have HBO from like... 85 on so that mm-hmm. was the you know there was that hbo to no hbo right right right. i didn't have hbo again until we got married <laughs> <laughs> we would have because there were there were weekends i feel like was there it wasn't stars it was just the movie channel was there just the movie i think everyone had a free preview weekend every once in yeah a while. yeah and so, then you just were like free preview weekends you did not touch the tv like there was a tape running. My dad was taping just twenty four seven, 
And you did so that of course that meant that like there were half movies on things and you know all, all this stuff. But you careful with that twenty four seven because I know you say I kept this pretty tamped down, but when you're like sixteen and you have free preview weekend on HBO, you're staying up late. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't HBO usually. I think it was the movie channel. More more like, of those Cinemax free preview weekend. Sixteen uh, year old <laughs> boys are, are sneaking down <laughs> at one o'clock in the morning. Well, I mean, you would have gotten away with it because you were not supposed to move the channel. Like it was, and he, my dad would care. Like, but he was like watch and look at the tv guide and, like know exactly what was coming on and and yeah like from like this there was something with shannon tweed in it <laughs> <laughs> like from this time to this time we are absolutely taping this and so that we had everything um so yeah raiders we watched raiders all the time and so it did like it was very pivotal in you know my interests and kind of what i thought were interesting i mean we were on the beach in mexico and i I'd pulled out some old books that i'd read as a probably as a kid as a you know preteen they were all about they're, they're basically pulp novels but about egyptologists and <laughs> like that was a huge part of my interest and guys we were in mexico and we did see basic instinct again yes! in spanish so every time we go to mexico basic instinct in spanish just happens to be there so. yep 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 it's and it's it's shocking how long you can watch before you realize it's in Spanish. Oh my gosh, yeah, especially like all the grunting and groaning. Very, and... Early, yeah, very definitely like the we were we caught the club scene, the club that's like a church, and then them actually having sex for the first time, and like it's silent. There's no speaking for I don't know six, eight, ten minutes, maybe even longer than that before before he's confronting confronting Rocky in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, nothing, just just glowering and uh yeah glowering looks and smoldering looks and <laughs> all of the things so is that your surprise or is that just an audible no that was just an audible that was just an audible okay so you still have a surprise i do yes okay so we're gonna go to the next one we both agreed this was my pick that i've shared with jenny yes. revenge of the nerds yes and go i think we could probably get an episode out of this but it's We've seen it so many times. It's hard to think about a fresh eye. And recent, too, because I didn't see it. I knew about it. I was aware of it as a kid, but I never saw it. And so all of my viewings have been within the last, I don't know, 10 years or, or later. I mean, see, I was a nerdy kid. Yeah, but you weren't that. I wasn't. That, I was No, no. Well, but I, I was into any... science and computers and math. But and... here's the thing. I don't think anybody was like that. I don't know what people thought nerds were. I mean, you, you look at those characters. You look at Steven, Steve Urkel and like, wh where did those come from? <laughs> I've never known it. I went to magnet schools. I didn't know anybody like that. I knew a couple that were close, but... <laughs> You start getting into live action role playing and But they don't wear suspenders and high like you, you wear robes and That's true. That's it's a true. different kind of it's nerd. Different kind of nerd. Different totally kind different of kind, of nerd. kind of nerd, yeah. But uh I just wrote Oh boy was <laughs> my first note for this one. It is so problematic and not why you would think, I think, if you're like, oh, Revenge of the Nerds, like, it's going to be about bullying and meanness. Like, mm, yes, but... It's about how the only way to get back at bullies is to be a worse bully than they are, is basically the central theme basically, of the movie. Basically, Um I mean, it's kind of... I think they would be called incels now, and you'd be... Oh, no. Yeah. Well, would they be called incels? Because incels, like, hate women, 
I wouldn't argue that anything they did was good towards women. No, but I don't think they think they hate women. Like, I think incels, like, actively hate women and, like... Oh, they just acted like it, <laughs> but... Well, they thought, like, they... I mean, panty raids and things like that, they're, like, attracted to women. They don't maybe think they can have them. They're trying to, like... It's it's definitely the, the kind of movie where it's, like, we're going to science our way into girls. <laughs> you know? Like, well, we can't muscle our way into girls, so we're going to science our way into, like, tricking a girl into liking us, which is... Not appropriate, but I don't think like incels like become serial killers, I think. Um, but I see what you're saying, yes, right. I think that I mean, if, I think if you told me that one of these, if one of the, one of the nerds, one of the triads became a serial killer, I don't know if I could. Oh, well, I mean, one of them, um, is part of Cobra Kai. Right. So, you know, <laughs> not the one you think, but well, that, that that's part of the thing too. Like, there's a lot of homophobia. There's a lot of. I mean, Lamar is he's one of the guys. He is one of the guys. But it, it is so terrible. It's such a terrible gay. It's such a terrible caricature. But he's still like loved by the the crew. It, it, that's that's tough. That is tough when you get to see a gay person of color be one of the main three characters of a film, but it'd be just, the portrayal is so horrible. I mean, but it's I guess, still representation. I mean, I guess yes. at the time, I mean, it was a, it was revolutionary to do. It was a big deal. And, but I don't know how, how audiences received it. Cause I think that's also the thing. People are probably making fun of him. I'm sure. Right. Like, is he played for a joke? If he's played for a joke, then it's not really great representation. I mean, be, Takeshi is almost as as racist as uh breakfast at tiffany's but oh man and then of course at the end he's in a full native american ceremonial headdress right yeah that's not a thing now um but then we've got them joining i mean it's an interesting concept of them joining like a black fraternity one of i should have done the research to see if they were part of the divine nine which is Mm. like the big like black um sororities and fraternities um, or if they're even a made-up fraternity, I'm not even I sure. Don't, I, I was like, zero into fraternities when like I was tri- in college. Like Tri Lambda, yes. I think is is what it is. But so like no other. Frater- Most of what I know about fraternities comes from this movie, honestly. <laughs> Which I would understand would make you go, uh, no thanks. <laughs> but I mean, I was never interested in any way. I, I, you and I, we both work too much to right, like exactly. have have social we worked to pay for school we didn't have money to pay for friends uh, right i didn't need to pay for it anyway <laughs> no offense out there you guys i'm sure you build build some beautiful communities that have lasted your lifetime anyway um but so yeah none of the the fraternities will take them and so they 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 look to join the tri lambdas and they're like these guys are they, they come and get like observed they're supposed to have this big giant party and they get some girls, and they get some whatever. Basically, they get the Omega Moves. They're a bunch of cows. Right. It's so terrible. <sighs> but I mean, but Booger whips out his wonder joints. Right. <laughs> everybody gets high, and everybody's down, and they're like, "Well, you know, these nerds having a good time, like whatever." <laughs> these nerds are pulling good pranks. They know how to party. And well, I mean, because oh, had they already like put whatever and liquid jock- heat in the jock, jock straps, straps yes. which they thought was hilarious. Which a great scene all the guys are just jumping across screaming <laughs> I mean, 
we do make reference to this movie all the time, though. Like, I just, have cosplayed as Ogre, okay? that's. <laughs> I ironed on. You ironed I, on my I, alpha beta? The only thing I've done crafty it was that I alpha betaed a shirt for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only iron-ons I've ever done. <laughs> and just nerds. <laughs> but. but I have... Um... Of course, Panty Raid. And, yes. You know, there is a, that nerd saw me naked. <laughs> it's how, how she complains at the end. <laughs> that nerd saw me naked. I don't, was that an actual thing? I mean, this is probably, we're not probably doing a going deeper on this, but. Like, like our Panty Raids. Yeah. Thing. Was that a thing during this time? Because it's not the only time I've ever seen it, heard it referenced or potentially seen it in a movie i don't I mean, think the simpsons did it i don't know if you uh <laughs> when homer goes back to school and he thinks he's going to be one of the jocks Got and it. he's like watching all the movies about the the evil dean that's trying to shut the fraternity down and of course the guy's like shaking down a nerd like this bra bomb better go off nerd <laughs> and like you know the dean's giving a big speech and he sets off the bra bomb and everybody starts partying so that's but of course homer ends up in their uh, dorm with a bunch of nerds. <laughs> right, right. Now that makes total sense. Um, and then, then you basically have like a sexual assault at the end. That like you have a sexual assault before that. You have the the full on camera in the locker room. Oh so. right, there that too. I totally forgot about that. I mean, we, this goes back to our American Pie misogyny of like like if you go through enough trouble to look. I mean, I guess it's really not even American Pie. It's uh, Porky's. If you go mm-hmm. through enough trouble to look, you deserve it. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. No, actually, no, I, of course not, I guess. But I don't know where that came from. It's like, oh, boys. He comes down the next morning. They're still, like, they've stayed up all night watching naked ladies and like eating beer and Cheerios. <laughs> and Booger says, we've got Bush. <laughs> that's a... Well, that, and that's a thing, too. Like the different phases of that. That's true. Yeah, there definitely wouldn't be much of that right nowadays. I mean, I don't know. I think there's probably a mix. You talk to Samantha on Sex and City, no. Um, gotcha, but That's gotcha. early 2000s. See what's going on with Gwyneth these days. I, yeah, I don't know what, what, what Goop feels like. No, no, no. She's, she's full. We've talked about this on the podcast. She's like full on natural now. Like oh. The lady responsible for, yeah, she her waxing studio went out of business when she uh, when she stopped getting waxed. Well, you got to be responsible. Like, think about <laughs> how your choices affect industry. Exactly. You know, exactly. when you're an influencer like that, you can't just willy-nilly throw your opinions around. The three sequels to this movie are all PG movies. See, where I know... Okay, which is this... What Carradine is this? Rob? Robert or Keith? Robert. Robert. Keith is Penny's dad. Okay. That's all I know. Robert Carradine, where I know Robert Carradine from, is from Totally Mini. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, he's he's on Totally Mini. He's like, you know, the one interacting with Mini... I feel like did they make him over? I'm not 100 percent sure, goodness. but that's where I know Robert Kennedy from. And then he's like the dad in Lizzie McGuire, which was you know. Anyway, but and yeah, it basically ends with a nerd raping a lady so good that she likes it and joins the nerds. Yeah, that's kind of the, the how the movie ends. It's yeah, it's it's like he's wearing a mask that she thinks is someone else, and they're in a fun house, and it's like oh, that's. It's better when you normally do it. Like, oh, it's not you. Oh, oh, okay. Like, um, no, <laughs> sorry. Um, there should be a little bit of like screaming, like involved in that. Uh, no, but yeah, that that, that calling 
it's the sweetest rape ever in a movie, but it's ah, it just. I'm making a face that I don't even <laughs> know how to describe. It's so many emotions at once, but yeah, it, it's it's just all bad. It's just all bad. All bad. Anyway, I think our time is about up on that one. Anything else you got before we move on? Nope, that's Ooh, it. Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> that, I don't know. That might get a full episode someday. That's <sighs> it's very lot. forbidden. Okay, are we down to? Yeah, we're down to our mystery guests. Okay. You want to go first? Sure. Okay. Okay, I'm a little concerned that maybe you haven't seen this one as much as I think you have, but I know you've seen it at least three or four times with me. And okay. So that's... Um, so Is it Dune? Going, no, it's not Dune. <laughs> it's not Dune. I was going back and forth, going back and forth between these movies are sequels. Okay. And I chose Mallrats. Okay. Okay. Do you feel like that's enough that you've seen it enough that you can? I think so. Yeah, and we it, could go to Clerks if you if that's. No, I I, I can I can talk about mall rats. Yeah. Okay. So I thought the through line with Jaws. They're gonna propose when Jaws pops out of the water. Just <laughs> it's so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. I think that that every one of Kevin Smith's movies, like <laughs> the idea of romance is. so so skewed. Ren's like, yeah, I'm going to do this, or she'll love this, or I'm going to, like, no. No, no, no. I mean, these movies are male perspective in the 90s personified. Right, exactly. So much talking, so little listening. (laughs) (laughs) But so basically, we got the sequel to Clerks. I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. know how much familiar you are with the making of Clerks, but it's $35,000 $35,000 movie that a guy got a bunch of advances on credit cards for, which great idea, that ended up selling the third time they they pitched it to Harvey Weinstein, ended up selling for several million dollars. So I think it was like millions plus 35000 <laughs> to recoup original expenses. They, Harvey would kept on walking out of the movie, kept on walking out of the movie, which it's its own problematic thing. And they told him that you're not allowed to leave until you hear the word 37 and... At 37, he was falling out of the floor laughing. So. If only he died of a heart attack while he was laughing so hard. Exactly. Would have saved a lot of people a lot of trouble. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so I knew that. I knew that Clerks was like a scrappy, you know, and then he got all this money for Mall Rats and it really what didn't go as well. Six million for Mall Rats after, after 35,000 for, for Clerks. So Some would say that maybe... Some people shouldn't be given a ton of money, <laughs> or maybe like maybe incrementally. Right. Like let's let's see what you do with two hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, like you did great with thirty five. Let's see. Um, so there's when I just think of this, there's just so much happening. I mean, the mall, just being at the mall and hanging out at the mall, and all the different just things that are happening there. No one knows that anymore. It's, it's like, the first movie filmed at a mall entirely, I think, since Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> in like 76 or something when people didn't even know what a mall was they had to add in adr to explain what a shopping mall was but mall culture is just forever changed and i love that aspect of it just like some of the dumb store names just like the generic buy me toys <laughs> yes just just going and being being at the food court just roaming around like just your whole day your whole even mini society and that like working in malls because like you've worked in retail stores but have you ever worked in a I've mall i've never worked in a mall i've, I've, I've had two jobs in my life <laughs> that's true um 
so the mall in terms of like the people who work there is its own like mini like um microcosm you know you get this the pol- the politics the drama the whatever of like the people between different stores you see them every single day like you don't work with them every single day but it creates this whole weird dynamic too of like just everything is happening under the 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 roof of the mall itself i don't think will there ever be i mean because malls are closing down left and right there's still some mega malls but there will never right. really be that community no and that and that's exactly what it is it's you know you've got it, it you could even say like at the beginning of was it not another teen movie where ted is like making fun of like you get your jocks you got their whatever you got same thing like, like we don't get, do any of that like all you guys over here all you guys over here all you guys over here okay enjoy like that's the only people you're ever gonna see for the next four years right it's like you got the people who work at the levi's store the people like the perfume people you've got the the people who work at the the Bed Bath and Beyond. You've oh got- man, those Hollister assholes. Exactly, exactly. Everybody's <laughs> just like, huh, you know, you got shit to talk about somebody or like the people that are like across the way from you. Um, yeah, like there's just the the people that are drawn to those different stores. The yeah, the the customers that you see every day. Um, so the mall walkers. The mall walkers. I mean, there were times like there was this little old man. He wore a like a like a little golf cap. And so there was a hallway next to the store that I worked at, um, like kind of pre-end of college, post-college. Isn't your store an affliction now? Um, I have no idea. Which I'm, is a little sad. I haven't been in that mall. In, I doubt there's an affliction anymore. Okay. I think it was. I think that's what it became when after it shut down. When it, I know. After the flood. After, after the, the flood. Re- but there was a hallway with a payphone, which is its own thing. He would check it for change. Every single day. So he'd walk past us. You wouldn't see him anymore, but hear the like clink, clink, or he like stick his finger in the little thing to check for change every single day. And, like things like that. People are just so predictable and it's just almost like a deja vu repeat sometimes in, in the way that sometimes the way things operate. So we have back in this one, we have Jay and Silent Bob, of course, our yes. through line through so many of, of mm-hmm. his movies. We have, um, but we have six million now. So let's get some huge stars of the day. Who's the biggest star of the day? Shannon Doherty. I guess that's true. Not, not a bad get, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she's acting up in this one. Yeah. She's not who I remember from this, but <laughs> I know she is in but it. But she's, she's the big name. Right. So right. Then, Oh, yeah. Then let's get pro skater Jason Lee, mm-hmm. who's I don't think ever acted before. That guy from Dazed and Confused twin brother. And <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny. Like, I forget Jason Lee was a pro skater. But. And then we get, uh, as Buttman, Ben Affleck. <laughs> Maybe even introducing Ben Affleck. I'm not sure. I don't know. We've got Tank from Captain Power, the guy from Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer and Cliffhanger. We've got the director's girlfriend and one of the girls from Three's Company who both agreed to go topless. And Stan Lee. Stan Lee. <laughs> it's basically like, uh, which I didn't even know that... Uh, Kevin Smith was not a smoker at the time. He is hugely now. But it seems like a high, like, dinner slash wish list. Like, <laughs> like, if you could, like who, who would you want? Like, who could you have in a movie? Like, I want this person, this person. Like, and it, it is just this huge, crazy mixed batch of people. I definitely feel like, um, oh, what is it? Patricia from Three's Company, the fortune teller. I know you're talking about, like, she must be really late, Three's Company. But, uh, yeah, I definitely feel like there was definitely a, you know, we're trying to make a smart porkies for a modern teen. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's actually like the studio's goal in this. I wouldn't say that they hit that at all. I don't think so. I no. don't think so. But yeah, I think they're like, like okay, like who can we get to be just randomly naked? Like okay, well we'll get uh, you know Jennifer Aniston. We'll we have six million dollars. You know, <laughs> so like who can we get? Like, uh, how about that lady that used to be on Three's Company that's in her forties now? Like that could happen. <laughs> Like, we don't care, just boobs. It doesn't really matter <laughs> whose boobs. We're even going to give her a third one. I just said, uh, I think Ben Affleck says, like, you're mall rats, like, hanging out at the mall with no capitalist agenda, <laughs> talking about superheroes. <laughs> I mean, those are your nerds. I mean, like, those are, those are your real nerds. Like, they are not wearing high pants or suspenders or... Um, and then, then I guess, like, that look really actually became your kind of like nerd core later on of like a spoof of that and like Pharrell and everybody. But anyway, um, but I agree with that. It's like, if you're not going to buy shit, like being a person who then later works at the mall, it's like, you can just run around here and waste my time. But I've watched this movie so many times. I've even watched it like with the commentary multiple times and they make <laughs> so much fun of Affleck throughout the entire thing. <laughs> like, like ladies and gentlemen like delivering the most uninspired piece of dialogue in the entire film <laughs> like oscar winner ben affleck like you're dead ball rat <laughs> oh ben affleck i mean he got what he ultimately wanted he did he did what a what a wild and crooked the long that? long play says crooked isn't there like that god bless the broken road um it's broken yeah it's broken road broken let me straight road. to you yeah i i don't rem- i think that maybe um oh i can't think of people everybody was getting married when we were getting married was that song was in there yeah which i don't we did not in fact dance to that song no it was not in our wedding playlist at all i think it's tim mcgraw i have no idea he's not a bad actor no. but god bless the crooked road would be different <laughs> quite yes quite um and yeah, they ran out of money making this thing. And so you see there's many bloopers that just, sorry, like out of money. <laughs> and and you see like, okay, we definitely need Kevin Smith to fly. So we definitely need like all these like Rube Goldberg type of situations. Oh, which... fly fat ass fly is one of my favorite moments. <laughs> and I think this might be his best Silent Bob talking moment. Maybe. At the very end where, you know. Like you did a Jedi mind trick. It's like, like adventure, excitement. A Jedi craves not these things. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's absolutely his best. All right. All right. That's it, it on Mall Rats. I'm closing my notebook. All right. All right. I'm queued up the timer. Talk to me, babe. I'm. I've got chills, frankly. I've been I'm, excited to know because I, I think you had one before I did, and I was really kind of scraping trying to come up with one. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see if you still feel that way. It is three amigos. Okay. Okay. Yes. So I actually feel like I don't know if I've seen this one as much as an adult. There might actually could have been an episode on this, but let's let's talk about it and maybe so. I don't know, but it was it was never anything forbidden. So. Like, we watched it a ton as a kid, but it's just kind of breaking down in terms of, like, um, you know, it's it's got the – it's highly quotable in my family. It's it's one that – but at the same time – So break it down for me. Is it – it's – are they – they're actors? Yes. And the people in the town think 
that they're not, and so they hire them to come and and try to get rid of their local crime lord. Is that what's going on? Correct. Okay. That okay. is correct. So, yeah, it's like 1920s. They're silver screen stars, the silent movies. Okay, okay. Um, so they're like Roy Rogers that gets hired to come and, and take care of a cartel. Yes, ex- okay. exactly, exactly. So, you know, you've got Steve Martin, you've got Martin Short. So it's kind of Jimmy a Chase. Tropic Thunder kind of thing? Kind of, yes. Tropic Thunder definitely, I think, you know, pulled from that. So they get hired. Or a so- Bug's Life. Or Bugs Isn't Life. a Bugs Life that kind of? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen a Bugs Life. I don't think. I think there are a troop of. I think there are a troop of actors that get called in to come uh, and like defeat all the grasshoppers. It's it's probably Shakespeare based. Let's let's really throw probably, it out there. There probably. probably is a Shakespeare something where. Oh, have you not seen a Bugs Life? No. Oh yeah, they get there. They think they're there to perform a circus and they're there to like to murder all the the evil grasshopper swarms. Oh. And like, the kids have put on a play. Like we even like. We even drew a picture like we showed one of your die one of your own dying to make it more <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> like the grasshopper like sliced in half. It's <laughs> terrible. Sorry. No, it's great. Not I this love a grasshopper, it. The, the worm or whatever the the big. I don't know. Is it the big like French worm? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> okay, um, so it's, it's so it's a bug's life, but with but with Steve Martin. With exactly exactly. Wait, that. It, it's the only murders in the building. Bug's life. Yes, exactly. Okay. Which is definitely, I thought it was like, so we've been watching a lot of uh, Only Murders in the Building. So definitely. And hats off to Selena Gomez replacing Chevy Chase. She's a really? better Way amigo. Way better. She's amiga, you know, chef. Does kid. she speak Spanish? I believe so. She's, well, she could really be an Well, amigo. I don't know that. I want to, like, her, she is, her name is Selena Gomez. I don't know if she's an active Spanish speaker. Some people grow up never learning that. But, um, and I don't I think, think I know an Adrian Gonzalez that failed Spanish. So, <laughs> um, so yes, so they're they get fired, so they're canceled. Oh, okay. So this is very Ghostbusters. Kind of, yes. They're kicked out of their studio, or they have like a studio contract or they something. A studio contract. It's it's like a, a series. They they have like serials. So they're like type movies. Three Stooges, kind of. Yes. Okay. Exactly. But they're they're amigos. That that's their characters. They're saving the day always, and they get fired. This is very Indiana Jones, Star Wars. I'm pretty too, sure they get pulled. fired maybe by John Lovitz. Okay. Um, and who's probably have a giant cigar. And yes, they don't know where to go. They don't have any any skills. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they get a letter. And yes, they think it's the tri- oh, it's a telegram, and I think that's part of the problem. They can't afford to pay. They can't afford to pay the full telegrams. So exactly. They have to cut out words. So it's to put I on. Remember that it's like scene. to put on show. Put on show. Stop. Yes. Like and so yes, so they go and they. Is it the infamous El Guapo? Yes, it's in- not famous. It's infamous. In- right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I- <laughs> So they go and they show up at this place and they're at the the saloon. And he's like, um, "Do you have a like? Well, I guess I'll have a beer." He's like, um, "We don't have beer. We have tequila." And he's like, "Is it like beer?" He's like, eh, "Yeah." <laughs> and so you know, when it's like, "What's tequila?" I don't know what tequila is. Oh, we've talked about that. How when I was a kid, I just assumed okay. I just grew up thinking tequila was like beer. I didn't really know what beer was. My family didn't drink, and so I just assumed tequila was like beer. I didn't get that that was a joke. Right? They like drink it and they're like. Bleh. Like, like flopping all over the places and um man when the customs agent asked if we were bringing anything back from mexico it's like i mean like three gallons of tequila but it's all swallowed so yeah, it's like fruits or vegetables like no we didn't eat any of that <laughs> it's like all tacos and pizzas <laughs> no we didn't even touch it so no sorry <laughs> like there might be a gallon of cuban rum still marking its way through my system but <laughs> nothing's still in the bottle 
So they get there, and of course, like there's these beautiful, which actually, so we just went, we saw Hamilton. We're we're late bloomers on that, I guess. It's still fin- fin- fantastic, but it made me think of it too. They have the Skylar sisters, the three sisters, and they kind of have like a three sister kind of thing with this too, like. Oh, like one for each of them, kind of, and they each kind of fall in love with one. Kind of like um, Beach Babes from Beyond has a very sure. similar. Sure, it's exactly what it's like. <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah, so they're kind of like the ups and downs of like they're they're trying to figure out and get on the same page what this is about. And then so one of the the women, kind of the one who has sent for them, who she's kind of vouched for them, gets kidnapped by El Guapo. And um Oh Guapo's he's in um Romancing the Stone. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. He is in Romancing the Stone. And so he's I mean, everyone it's like same thing. It's funny, it's mostly a comedy, you know, but you've got some suspense to it. You got some some drama here and there. They're trying to learn in this itty bitty small town. And of course, that's like big people who've been big superstars and now they're in this little bitty town and um they're trying to like transfer their skills and so it's a little bit of kind of princess bride like of kind of creating the illusion um of so eventually you know like what can we do in this town like what is everybody like i think martin short has a big speech like <laughs> what's everybody good at like what is like we can sew he's everyone's like huh okay we can sew and then they're because like, they're constantly making movie references all the, or references all the time like episodes of their whatever it's like we could do it like this like that like oh yeah like when so and so like little Nettie learns to fly or ex- something exactly <laughs> is that a thing exactly I think I think that's that's who I think Martin Short was like a kid actor before he was even so he's like little Nettie something or whatever and so they sew all these costumes and so there's basically a million amigos. And so El Guapo doesn't know. It's like, because like the old lady running across is an amigo. Like everybody's just got like similar costumes and they build traps and, and do all this stuff and eventually trap him. But it was just, well, yeah, there's just a lot of things. I mean, honestly, we haven't watched it as adults. And I think that it kind of, it'd be nice to maybe do that and watch it and say. I've probably seen this movie one time all the way through. I think I saw the opening or the, the scene that I saw and I remember it vividly there trying to conjure some invisible guy and they're standing by a singing cactus or something. It's a singing bush. A singing bush and like fire your gun into the air and one of the guys shoots the invisible sage or whatever and I'm like, I'm out. I'm going to go upstairs and play Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's got a lot of ridiculousness in, in it. Um, but I think who the singing bush is, uh, you've got a friend in me. Okay. You, <laughs> yeah. I think they're thinking like blow the man down. Yeah, I, I for honestly I forgot about that that they are like trying to conjure maybe like an invisible. I don't even remember why that's happening. I have no idea. Just and to there's help some them. later on seeing it. There's some German guy that's like thinks that that uh, Martin Short is CGI'd or whatever on his drawing speed. Oh right, 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 right. Yes, that he gets challenged to a duel because he's like, you're not that fast. No one's that fast. I spent my whole life trying to be that fast, like, like little nitty da 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 da. Yeah, and exactly. So there's a whole duel there, and um, but there, yeah, there's just a lot of you got a lot of like wordplay, a lot of so even as a kid, there's a lot of things you got to understand. Okay, like what they missed, what they mixed up and and reading the telegram and and all of these things that like put them in this conundrum. So there's a lot of of course also adult themes like, you know, sexy ladies and um El Guapo's like kidnapping women and who know like we he's never like terrible except for he probably like shoots people and, you know, 
But then we have this whole like emotional scene of like El Guapo, like like his his, his like second hand man. Isn't okay. So so um, I can't even think. You know, Jack Sparrow. He's uncanceled now. Oh yeah, I that, guess like, so. so. El Jefe is Jack Sparrow. Oh, kind of. Yes, yes. Like like he like bitch stole my look. Very is he because as Jefe is boss is he called El Guapo Jefe or no is El Guapo Hefe... is, is is the boss El Jefe is the the other guy okay okay yeah he's like he's got the little thingy hanging down yes, with the medallion and does. the bandana he does yeah he, he's he's Jack Sparrow before Jack Sparrow like he got swagger jacked <laughs> by Jack Sparrow yes he did he's like El Guapo I can't help but think that there's something you're upset about and you are taking it out on me <laughs> like there's a lot of like this this really great relationship stuff that's happening but it's not your typical relationship stuff because you've got the amigos you've got el guapo and el jefe like this was action comedy before there was action comedy i think could were there action comedy i mean maybe beverly hills cops action comedy i get but it's it's pretty dark too i think there's like it's like actually a gritty cop movie too at the same time um this is definitely like rush hour before rush hour yes for sure, it it it, ple- it it led the way or pa- paved the way and led the way. That's two words um, <laughs> for for that type of genre. For sure, yes. And I think the, the only really other vivid memory I have is that when El Guapo gets shot and they're like, like that was a good trick. Like come closer. And he grabs the guy's gun and shoots him in the foot. Like that was a good trick too. <laughs> that and it's his birthday and they get him a sweater. <laughs> He's like, it's a sweater. And yeah, like everybody's excited for buying him a sweater in Mexico. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the that's the gong. That's it. That's it. That was fun. All right. Yeah. So lightning round one, maybe depends on if you guys hated it or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we could pick a little bit more of a genre kind of thing going forward. Um, I think we might have to try to maybe I can make like a super cut because there's a lot of just really crappy action movies and crappy beach babes who car wash bikini space mon- on my list. So I mean, probably could... Van Damme, like, because I mean, really, is there truly like a one Van Damme movie that we would just talk the whole time about? I mean, I've got Time Cop. And uh, double impact on my list. But, uh, <laughs> Maybe it's a double feature. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, guys, we're back and excited to be chatting with you. Hope that you have watched How to Build a Sex Room. Want to hear all your thoughts on it. It's so fun. Love it. It's just everything about it is special, too. It's just has carved out its own special place. Is it Melanie Rose? Melanie Rose. Melanie Rose, if you're out there, call me. Like season two in Nashville. Let's get this done. <laughs> Let's get this done. Um, also, you know, Minx on HBO Max is season two is somewhere coming. So make sure that you get caught up on that. Um, and we will be next week watching and talking about an Indian Jones and the Temple of Doom. All the ickiness. <laughs> I'm, I love Indiana Jones. But I, I got to say, like, I'm like, Ugh. But yeah, this is definitely one I have not seen since I was probably 12. I think whenever I bought the VHS box set and I watched all three of them and then I just watched Last Crusade a lot. And so I mean, it's hard not to. It's yeah. it's the best. But so, yeah, whenever the VHS box set of all three came out, that's the last time I've seen <laughs> Temple of Doom. I watched it once. Got it. 
All right. Well, yeah. So um, check us out on Forbidden Cinema on Instagram. Um, send us an email, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail. And yeah, hope to talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.